And we are back. It is The Point. My name is Brady Brady Pointer, host of this fine show. Uh, Today, got basketball-centered podcast, you know, Luka signing his extension yesterday. I mean, we got Mavericks rumors surrounding Lori Markinen, Goran Dragic. And then, you know, got another What's the Point segment. We're going to talk about Dennis Schroeder and his dumbass. So, uh, yeah, going to be a great show. Let's get started We're talking a little Luka Doncic. Signed that five-year, $207 million super mask extension yesterday. That fifth year will be a player option. That was expected. Um... Youngest player to ever sign a super max because he has made back-to-back All NBA teams. Um, only at 22 years old, so he's eligible for 30% of the cap, and that's amazing. I mean, you want to get players like this locked up, and that was priority number one through five for Dallas this season, uh, or this offseason was getting Luca signed to that super max. You know, you had Trey Young and Shea Gilgis Alexander sign max extension as well, but theirs were um, centered around like 170 million ish, or Trey's was at least, and uh, Trey's has a Ability to go up to 207 if he gets an All-NBA selection, but his was at its base less than Luka's because he has not been selected to an All-NBA team yet, and Luka has been twice. So, uh, and of course, that 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 takes the hard part out of rebuilding a team. The, the hard part of rebuilding a team is getting your superstar, and the Mavericks have done that already. They have their superstar. They have a top-five player in the league. So now they need to build around him. This is what it takes. So you, you do the hard part. You, you get your superstar locked up for the future. Now you got to build around him. Can't keep him unhappy. Can't let you know him only get two or three years into his contract and realize this team is doing nothing for me and I want to leave. Got to get to the point where you can re-sign him. And of course, when that happens in 2026, 2027, um, Dallas will there will be a new TV, new TV deal. The cap will be up. I mean, there will be a whole a bunch of new scenarios going on, and Luca can make a boatload of more money with Dallas when he can sign his second contract with him than he would with any other team a boatload more money with Dallas. So that's something to look forward to for the future as well. But of course, Dallas needs to do the things like getting a secondary ball handler, getting a legit center, not fucking Laurie Markkinen, but we'll go into that here in a minute. But they need to do those things to build a team around, get you know, team people that he likes. So Luca talked in his press conference yesterday um, about team chemistry, how much how he had such great team chemistry with that Slovenian squad and how he, he needs that here in Dallas. And to, and to say that the team chemistry was bad last season is Maybe not the case, um, but there were also certain aspects. You know, Luca and KP weren't always getting along. Luca and Carlisle weren't always getting along. You know, I think with this new regime, you know, Luca likes Jason Kidd. I think that can help out with that chemistry aspect. And of course, you know, a full off season with a healthy KP can help as well. Because once they get back on the court together and they can train together, things will hopefully work out if they do decide to go that route. But I think. People are really overlooking what a healthy, full offseason for KP will do for him. Uh, now, what's next? Go get yourself a secondary ball handler. That's what this team desperately needs. I'm sorry, it just cannot be Jalen Brunson. Goran Dragic is a prime candidate, but they're just farting around with that. So, patience is key here, Mavs fans. Patience is key. Um, and we're going to move on to Lori marketing. You know, I said earlier I don't really want him, and I just I don't really want him. Um... You know, him and Kim and KP, Chris Stapps have very similar play styles. I don't see the point of having two dudes that play very similar, have issues creating their own shot offensively. Because, I mean, a lot of Laurie Markinen's assists last year were off passes where he's already spotted up and ready to go. He's not doing anything off the dribble. He's not doing anything off screen, you know, things like that. Um, and 
On top of that, the defense would be atrocious. Our front court defense might be the worst in the NBA if those two are on the floor at the same time. You know, you're looking, you've got good size on your front court, but they just don't have the aggression or the want to to play defensively, possession in and possession out. They just don't do it. Now, if KP and Laurie want to play with some effort and aggression, I'm sure they'd be fine. You know, I think KP could be one of the better shot blockers in the league if he just tries. That was that's the issue last season. KP just gave no effort on the defensive defensive side, and that could have ha- had something to do with with his lack of um, involvement on the offensive side. You know, they probably go hand in hand with KP. I feel like if he's not getting involved offensively, then what's he going to do defensively? Nothing. That's just the type of player he is. So. You know, and I feel like Laurie could be the same way if he just gives effort defensively. He could be an all-right defender because I feel like Laurie is a bit more mobile than KP is. Laurie can guard some guards here and there a lot more than KP did because KP got put on an island against uh, the Clippers in the playoffs last year when it came to guarding guards on, on the perimeter. And then they just put the man on an island and went to town on him because he, he can't do it. He couldn't guard guards. And I think Laurie does that a little bit better than KP. And I think Laurie is a bit more mobile than KP as well. So maybe that is a bit of a... Uh, bonus to having Laurie marketing but still um they still have very similar traits outside of that okay they don't do much offensively in terms of creating their own shot in the post they don't really do much when it comes with the ball in their hands in terms of dribble driving they just really just spot up and shoot um that is their strong point uh so I'm not a big fan of getting Laurie marketing especially since the Bulls want a first round pick for him that's I'm definitely not down for that if the Mavericks want to give up a first-round pick for Laurie Markkinen, that thing needs to be, like, top 15 protected. Like, very heavily protected pick. Because, I mean, the the Bulls didn't even send out a first-round pick for Lonzo. What makes them think another team's going to send out a first-round pick for Laurie? When they have no leverage, Laurie wants to leave Chicago. Laurie does not want to be there. He wants to go. He wants to play with Luka, and that's nice. That's a bonus. You, know, you want to have players that want to play with your stars, and Laurie is one of them. And that's nice to have, but at the right price. I'm And I'm not really down for giving up a first unless it is heavily protected. So that's my stance on Laurie. I, I don't think he's a bad player. I mean, I don't think he would hurt Dallas that much. But I don't really see what he gives to Dallas to warrant giving up a first-round pick for him. I don't think he makes them a contender. That would make that draft pick less valuable. Because if now getting Laurie Markin, it makes Dallas, you know, a potential title contender where the, you know they be or uh, the Bulls will be picking in the late 20s then maybe I'm a bit more optimistic about the deal and I'm not I'm down for it but there's no guarantee that Dallas is going to be picking that high because we don't really know what's going to happen with the new head coach and with full offseason there's a lot of question marks going on in this season especially you know what what this team's going to provide on the court you know is is there going to be a lot more chemistry between Luke and KP will Jason Kidd work out as a head coach or is Nico Harrison going to facilitate any, you know, midseason moves? You know, there's a lot of questions going on. And I'm not sure Laurie Markin is the guy Dallas needs. I don't think he would hurt. But you just got to have him at the right price, like I said. And him wanting to play with Luka is nice, but still. I mean, he's been he's been an average basketball player. He's shown some spurts here and there. Uh, but, I mean, is it just a backup plan in case KP gets hurt again just to have his mini-me go out there and do – go out there and play basketball, I don't know if that's the best way to go about this. I really do think Dallas needs to really center their focus around getting Goran Dragic before they go out with Laurie Markkinen. That's my personal opinion. I think Goran should come first. And now it is time for my beautiful What's the Point segment where we talk about things that raises questions, makes you ask 
what's the point of that? And today, I'm going in on Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder Schroeder, as I like to call him. Um, he took his shot when he denied his four-year $84 million contract with the Lakers. Would have paid him $21 million a year. And airballed the shit out of it when he wanted to bet on himself. And now he's making one year $6 million with the Celtics. What was the point of turning down that contract? You want to bet on yourself? Man, that is ridiculous. This point guard market wasn't great to begin with. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie only got 18 mil. That was coming off an injury. And then you definitely overvalued yourself for sure, Dennis. I'm sorry, bud. I know you're not a, you're a good point guard in this league. You do good things. But $21 million is a fantastic deal, and you should have ran with it. You lost $15 million this year because you overvalued yourself. Now, I'm not sitting there saying don't have confidence in yourself, but have all the confidence you want in the world. But you have $15 million worth of confidence? I mean, I don't know. I definitely don't. I don't even, I barely have $10 worth of confidence. Uh, to think that I could potentially lose out on 15 million is unfathomable. I would be walking off the nearest ledge. Yeah. That would, I would be off the cliff if I had lost $15 million. So, I mean, I just don't understand the point of turning down money for me. Did this man really think he was going to go out and get more money? $21 million is a lot of change. To be handing out a non-max player. And th- th- this man, was he thinking he was going to go get out 25, 26, 27 million? Like that, that no, that was never going to happen. Might as well just sign your ass to a max contract at that point. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. only got about 18 million from the Mavericks. I mean, it, I'm sorry, Dennis. You're just not that guy. Like, you're not a $25 million plus guy. You're just not. And I think you realized that when you're in the market gave you the big middle finger. And now you, now Dennis really has to go out there and prove it. Now he's really going to go out there and ball, or he's not going to get anywhere close to that contract ever again. I mean, he has to go out there and ball out with the Celtics. He's got one year. He wanted to He wanted to bet on himself. Now, he, this is the ultimate bet right here. You had the opportunity to go make your money. Now you really betting on yourself. You better hope that bet can get you back up to that $21 million, or that would be a massive L. Yeah, what's I do not understand. Once again, what is the point of turning down anything over $20 million. And I know, I know coming from a poor man like myself, that is, I mean, life-altering money for me and my family. I couldn't imagine turning that down. But, of course, I'm just a broke boy. What do I know? Uh, but, yeah, what's the point, Dennis? Come on, man. Come on. Let's not get greedy. All right, $21 million a year is a lot of money. So now you're paying making six in Boston instead of making 21 in L.A., Funny how that happens when one wants to bet on themselves when they just maybe not that guy. Not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. All right, anyway, that's it for the point. A little short show. I know uh, Hard Knocks is going on. Dallas Cowboys training camp is happening. Um, and I'm pumped about that. We're watching Hard Knocks, giving y'all some updates as we go through. The first episode was released last night. Um, I'm watching the second, the first, I'm watching that episode actually right now, um, right after I record this, so I will get back on that, we'll talk about Hard Knocks on my next few episodes, and yeah, football starting back up, you know, we got football every week from here on out to the end of the year, it's going to be a great fall season, going to be great college football, um, going to be interesting to see what happens there with the preseason poll wars released yesterday, um, Alabama got the majority of the first vo- uh, number one votes, and then Clemson, then OU, and then Ohio State. Then Georgia is at five, and, you know, this is going to be a 
an interesting season because you know you got that you got the playoff expansion on the horizon. You know, it's probably it, it really looks like it might get expanded to twelve teams, and um, you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I bet I bet you Alabama gets in, but you watch out for your team, watch out for your A and M's, watch out for your Iowa States potentially. Those are teams to watch out for. Um, I really I really would have liked to see A and M in it last season. Um, you know, just for some just for some change. You know, I'm tired of seeing the same damn teams in there every year. Let's get someone in there different. Like not Notre Dame. Notre Dame does not count. Notre Dame does not count. That's not different. They're ass. Uh but yeah, let's you know, let's get Iowa State in there. Let's get a let's get AM in there this year. I don't want to see Clemson in there. Clemson has got a cakewalk for a damn schedule. They don't deserve shit. So no, I don't want to see Clemson in there. Alright? Let's get something different. And I'm going on a little tangent here to said it was over. It's not over yet. I'm going on a little tangent about some college football here. I want to see something different this year. That is why I want a 12 playoff. I want some chaos in my college football. I want some chaos in it. And a 12-team playoff for the college for the national championship would do just that. Or maybe something that's not freaking the same damn four teams we have in this college playoff every year. I don't want to see. I'm probably going to see Alabama. Don't want to see Ohio State. Don't want to see Clemson. Okay? I want to see somebody different. I don't want to see LSU. Don't want to see, I want to see somebody different. You know, I want to see a couple another Big Ten team get in. You know, I want to see, I want to see Pac-12. You want to see Oregon get in. You know, let's 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 get some let's get some variety in our college football playoffs this year, please. Come on, let's do it. All right, and now I'm done. That's it for the point. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in. Short show. I'm gonna keep them shorter. Um, maybe it'll get longer as of course you know, sports gets going. But uh, yeah, that's it for the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, please like and uh, like and share. And I'll see y'all next time.